Hello everybody, my name is Nathan, welcome back to another episode of Live for Sports. Um, no really intro needed for this episode, let's say. Um, so, I'm going to go over the Super Bowl, that was five days ago now as I'm recording this. Bit late, it's whatever. Go over like some notes I wrote up about it, uh, what I think each team's kind of plan for the offseason needs to be especially the Bengals mostly the Bengals and uh maybe maybe a pick for next year's Super Bowl maybe we'll see if I if I can think of one off the top of my head and then I'll go over the Tyler Foley trade to the Calgary Flames because it impacts the Canucks because Jim Benning's a fucking dumbass proven again and again and again, it's it's just it's just a never-ending cycle. I find, like, no matter how hard I try to forget, like the pain of that era, it's just never gonna go away. It will never. And that that trade was a point proven. And then uh, NBA All Star Weekend has kicked off. It was the what was the celebrity game was today. Yeah, I I don't didn't really watch. And then the rookie rookies game the rising stars game that was today uh new format i gave a pick my pick already lost i'll say uh but i'll go over like the three-point contest tomorrow the dunk contest skills comp who i think is going to win and then who's going to win the actual game i think come sunday so yeah let's get into it simmons is this the tiger So Super Bowl, that was uh, Sunday. Like I said earlier, I guess Rams won. Sadly, hate the Rams. They play in the Seahawks division. Ever good reason to hate them. Uh, Twenty-three to twenty was the final score. It was a solid game to say, I guess. I I don't think it was that crazy of a Super Bowl. Like, surely there's been better. Like, as much as it pains me to say, Seahawks Patriots. Such a good game. Maybe one of the best of all time. Eagles-Patriots a couple years ago. That was really good. There's a lot of good games. There is. This one was kind of... Not really not really insanely good, but like... Had some good moments. Wasn't too crazy of a game, but... So yeah, I'll, um, I'll go through some notes for each team's... Basically, what happened in the game. And yeah. So I'll start off with the Bengals. They are very close, and it like they were like obviously they're close. They were the runner up in the Super Bowl, but like nobody thought they were getting out of the AFC this year. Nobody did, and I didn't. I didn't think I thought three wins was a match for them. I don't know. I didn't think Burrow's O line was going to be hold up, able to hold up. It didn't, but they were still somehow good enough to get past that. They have about f- just under forty nine million dollars in cap space, and if they use it really well then I really think they can make it back there but they really gotta act fast in doing that because first off Burrow needs protection they aren't gonna win Super Bowl without an offensive line it's proven I think if they had an offensive line like a somewhat good one the game goes to the Bengals because really the turning point in that second half was 
the Rams starting to actually be able to get to Burrow, put pressure on him, sack him. And once that happens, the Bengals' offense kind of faltered. They, like, And it's really crucial that they do this because the AFC is loaded for years coming. you got the Chiefs and with Patrick Mahomes. you got the Bills with Josh Allen. The Chargers have a shit ton of money to spend this offseason. And they have Justin Herbert and like a really good star lineup around them. They just got to spend that money really wisely and like build up the rest of their team. And they could be really good next year. The Ravens, I think, will be back next year. I think Lamar is going to come back. He wasn't very good, but he was also injured a lot of the time. And also their entire like running back core got tore their ACLs, it pretty much seemed like, in the, uh, in the preseason. So... They the Bengals really got to act fast, and it like if they build that O line, I see no reason as to why they can't get back next year. But there's a little more other tweaks I think they need in their team, not just an offensive line. So, like, I think they need a cornerback, like a better one than Eli Apple, your quote unquote number one guy. He got cooked for two touchdowns in that game, two. Including the game winner. I wouldn't say cooked, but like, you know, the both t- two touchdowns were on him. You, you also want to get franchise tag Bates, your sa- star safety. Or just sign him, either or, if they can. But I, I think if the Bengals want to get back next year, they're, I have like a three-step plan for them. It's kind of just... One, one and two are very obvious, but like number three is kind of iffy, I guess. I don't have any, like, targets for it, but... So, I'll just get into it. Number one, build the offensive line back up through the draft or free agency. Either or, you got the money to spend it. Just And, like, people will want to go play there. You just went to a Super Bowl. You have a franchise quarterback. You have a franchise wide receiver. You have two really good other wide receivers in Boyd and Higgins. Why won't people want to go play there? Fans are pretty cool, too. They The fan base really showed out for the playoffs. So, if you build the offensive line through the draft, I, I really think through the draft and free agency is their best option. Sure, you could go trade for somebody if you want. I just would prefer them to do it through the draft and free agency. Uh, number two, they need to trade for a lockdown quarterback because clearly Eli Apple is not your guy. And I really think if they had a lockdown corner there, maybe there's a touchdown or less in that game, maybe. Like, maybe that last Cooper Cup touchdown. I don't know. It's possible. Person that comes to my mind right away, Xavier Howard of the Miami Dolphins. Could see him being available. I, but, like, if he is, I think they need to go out and get him. Somebody better than Eli Apple. Because Eli Apple shit. The funny thing for me was Eli Apple just getting absolutely roasted on Twitter after the game by all the NFL, like, wide receivers. Even, not even wide receivers, just players in general. Because apparently he's just the biggest shit talker there is. And... So, after they lost and he got two touchdowns scored on him, yeah, everyone's going to start talking shit to you. So, if you're going to dish it out, you got to expect it coming back to you. <laughs> and I did, really didn't think it would go that crazy, but, like, man, were all the NFL players going after him. It was really funny to see. My third step for them, I think they need to spend the rest of their cap space that they'll have left over on either a tight end, because Uzama's good, but, like, Injury, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's better options. Maybe Gronk is out there. Maybe Gronk wants to come to Cincinnati, play with the second coming of Tom Brady. That's what people are calling Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. 
I don't see him becoming the second coming of Tom Brady, but like I, I, it's just recency bias is where people are getting that take off of. But yeah, I don't think anybody can be as good as Tom Brady and maybe Mahomes, but I, I highly doubt it. So yeah, either tight end or you're going to shore up your rest of your defense. I would go maybe after another defensive lineman or a linebacker. Maybe if Seattle actually decides to buy out Bobby Wagner, you're going after him. I do not know. But either spend your money on your tight end or you go after defense lineman and linebacker. I don't really don't think they need a tight end. I really don't. I think they need to spend on their defense because a good defense with what they have on offense already, and if they build that O-line, is very scary of a team. But we'll see what they want to choose. So, yeah, offense line, main priority. Protect Burrow at all costs. Trade for a lockdown quarterback because that's what else killed you in the game was your lockdown quarterback and Eli Apple was getting torched. And then just shore up the rest of your team, your defense, I would think. Maybe tight end if you want, but I would say just go after your defense. Out of the Rams now. Before the game, there was like rumors about Sean McVay, their coach, retiring, quote unquote, I guess, because he wanted to go start a family because he's only 36, 38, is he? Something in that range. So he's really young. And I could, I honestly could have seen it. Yeah. Why wouldn't he want to go start a family right now and then come back maybe when he's like a couple, like 10 years down the line when he's. When he's, his kids have grown up, I guess. I don't know. I could have seen it. I really could have. Doesn't sound like that's the case anymore. And then I also, before the game, Aaron Donald, there was, on on NBC, there was, like, one of the guys. Who was the guy? Man, I fuck. Fuck, I forget. <sighs> he was saying that, like, Donald told him, hey, if I win this, there isn't really much for me to prove anymore. Why, why, why shouldn't I just retire? Which I really thought after the game, yeah, he's retiring, but does not sound like it. Doesn't sound like it anymore. Yeah, based on the parade they had Wednesday, McVeigh was telling him to run it back, and Donald's like, "Hey, if we can bring them back this team, why not try and run it back?" So, I highly doubt that he will walk away from the game. Either of them. And if, but if they did. I would have really seen some massive regression from. I really could have seen some massive regression from them, because you lose your head coach, who's one of the be- top, probably a top five coach in the NFL. You lose Aaron Donald, probably the best player in the NFL. I would say he definitely definitely the best at his position or on defense. You can argue maybe. No, you can't argue anybody else. It's Aaron Donald. No, <laughs> now that I think about it, I was going to say Mahomes, but Mahomes didn't have a good enough tier to be considered that guy. I think. I, I, I really did think Aaron Donald was going to win MVP that game. Cooper Cup, yeah, he definitely... I'm not saying Cooper Cup didn't deserve it because he was, like, carrying that offense when he needed to, especially that final drive. But Aaron Donald won the game for them on two on the last two plays that the Bengals had. So, like, but that offense was really not doing well when OBJ went down. And... Without If OBJ had stayed in the game, I really could have seen it being a blowout. I don't think they would have slowed down on offense. But once he did, you didn't have a number two guy to go to because Tyler Higby, their tight end, was also out. And, yeah, it was just not good. <laughs> they didn't have anybody to throw to besides Cooper Cup. I mean, he's getting double teamed all game. Who the hell are you going to throw to? They tried throwing to other guys. Stafford got picked off twice. So, I don't know. 
they'll, they're definitely going to have to work around the salary cap this offseason because I think they're, what are they, negative $4 million under the cap, I believe. Something in that range, maybe. And they'll probably lose OBJ. I could see him resigning, but the thing is, he's most likely all out all of next year. I don't see him being ready in time. So I don't know how you work around that. But if he is out and you sign him to like a two-year deal, that sure, that works. That can work. But Vaughn Miller, I think, will go to free agency. I don't think he, you have the money to bring him back. Maybe I, could, maybe I could see him retiring. He's got two Super Bowls. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. I could see him walking away. He's 32 now. I, I could see it. I wouldn't shock me. Do I think it happens? Oh, probably not. I think he'll come and play for another year at least, maybe two. Andrew Whitworth, their uh, offensive lineman, he's going to retire. But, like, they'll lose others too. I still believe they'll be back as contenders again. I don't see any reason they won't be because their team, they'll have Stafford, Cup, uh, Aaron Donald's coming back. It sounds like McVay is coming back. It sounds like Jalen Ramsey's still coming back. It sounds like... So, as much as it pains me to say, because I really don't like the Rams, they're going to be good again next year, and I think it's quite obvious. And then, one last thing off. I hate being in Canada for the Super Bowl game. It sucks, because I want to watch the American feed so that I can see, oh, all the good Super Bowl commercials. No, no, I I switched to NBC, and, and it just does the Canadian broadcast like the Canadian broadcast intercepts it it it's so stupid I only get like maybe four commercials all the all of the Super Bowl it sucks it's the worst also I have no idea why when the entirety of the game the audio was absolute dog shit horrible like it was like they put this they decided to put one mic in the crowd and they decided okay we're going to place this mic and we're going to place it on the very top section of SoFi, like farthest away from the field. It was awful. Like, I couldn't hear any of the hitting or like audibles or like QB talk, like, you know, all that shit. You couldn't hear it during the game. It was brutal. I don't know why. It was brutal. And I heard, and this really pissed me off, I heard more crowd noise than the actual music during the halftime show, the music and the, like the lyrics. Like... Man, it pissed me off. The halftime show was really, really good, too, which makes me even more mad. And yet, you couldn't hear anything. I couldn't, like, hear anything. So, and I was really excited for the halftime show because it was a really good-looking lineup, and it turned into a really good halftime show. So, that's why I'm mad. As for a Super Bowl pick for next year, oh, top of my head. I want to pick the Bengals again. I do. I don't think they get back there, though. I just think the AFC is going to be too loaded next year. Um, ah, this is tough. This is really, really tough. It's definitely it's Chiefs or Bills, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with Bills. I think I'm going to be different. I think Josh Allen's going to get his first Super Bowl. I think they push through next year, finally. Hopefully they avoid Kansas City, I guess. Oh, another young AFC quarterback team, like young up-and-coming team, I guess. I forgot to say, the Patriots, they have Mac Jones. If he turns into something good with Belichick, they're going to be scary again. Like, 
I don't think he's get they're there yet, but like, yeah. So I'll say Bills, and this is really tough because the NFC is wide open next year, and I mean wide open because Brady's gone. You don't know where Rodgers is going. So if Rodgers stays in Green Bay, and Devonte Adams stays in Green Bay, and they kind of run it back, just so to say. I know they're really under the cap space and they need to move out money, but. If they can run it back in some way, I think they might be my pick, even though they have a tendency to choke in the playoffs. I kind of want to pick Niners, even though that hurts to say, because they're the Seahawks' biggest rival. I'd say Rams are probably like two or three along with Green Bay. But I don't know if I trust Trey Lance yet to lead that team. It's a really good team, but I can't. Don't know if he's going to be that good. I don't think the Bucs are going to be there next year. If there's a like sleeper team that I'm missing. This is a really, really tough pick. Cardinals could be there. Cowboys are always there, it seems like. But they'll choke in the playoffs, I find. Yep, screw it. I'm going Bills-Niners next year. Bills-Niners Bills is my pick for the Super Bowl. I'll call it now. Do I pick that at the start of next year? I do not know. Depends on the off-seasons I have. Um, but I'm going to go with Niners just because I think they have the best team right now in the NFC. Like, all-around-wise, it's just quarterback is kind of their issue. But if Trey Lance turns into that really good pro- player like he's supposed to be in a number three pick, then yeah, they'll get that. They'll probably win if he gets that good. On to the Tyler to fully trade now. <laughs> Man, I just really thought I couldn't hate Jim Benning more than I already do. It, it it sucks because there's a new level to it. Tyler Toffoli, if you missed it, what was, was it Monday? Monday or Tuesday, something like that. Traded to the Calgary Flames from the Habs in exchange for a 2022 first-round pick that's top 10 protected, a 2024 fifth-round pick, Tyler Pitt... Tyler Pitlick, sorry, and he's like the salary filler, so to say, and uh, prospect Emil Heinemann. For the Flames, I think this is exactly what they needed. It's a pretty solid deal. They really need a scoring up front, and I think Toffoli is that guy for them. And I kind of wish they had went out and got a center, though, because Toffoli's just a natural winger. Like, that's all he is. He's like a goal-scoring winger. I kind of wanted them to go get like another center because Lindholm as your first line center sure I guess I don't think he's a first liner I think he might be a second liner um, but Backlund's your second liner right now I don't know I don't like that Monaghan's your second or third liner I, I just I would have rather them traded one of those guys and gone out and got like a number one guy the problem is there isn't really a number one guy you trade for right now like the one that pops to my mind is JT Miller he's not really I, I don't I wouldn't classify Miller as a number one maybe like a 1B but like superstar no and I think that's what they need but they needed upfront scoring they're a good team this year and I don't think they gave up a lot that's going to hurt them so I think it's a good trade for the Habs good move to ship them off I think because their timeline was last year was to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, it was, obviously. And they thought that was this year, but then they've been horrible this year. Horrible. So, 
I think they realized, okay, there's no point of really keeping this guy around. He'll give, give us like a good return. So first and a prospect is a good package for him, seeing as what the Canucks got was like a second and a prospect. So, And Heinemann was a 2020 second rounder, so maybe he can turn into a bit of a project player. I don't know. As this is the first trade of the tra- trade season, it kicked off the market. So basically it's just going to kick off what other teams are going to be asking for. So personally, I think prices are going to be high because if Toffoli gets prospect in first, what does JT Miller get? Because I think he's like up there in highest trade targets and for forwards especially. No, Besser and Toffoli. I've heard Besser's name more in trade talks recently than I have Toffoli's and Besser is the better player than Toffoli, I think, and the younger one with more potential, I believe. So if Toffoli gets a prospect in first, Besser probably gets a first, a top prospect, and another prospect, I would say. And if I'm JT Miller, i serious, and this might be, like, biased, but, like, the fact that he has another year control after this year, I really could see him fetching a return of two first-round picks, a top prospect, and another mid-level prospect, and maybe, like, a salary filler. I really could see it. I really could see the Rangers especially overpaying for him. I don't know why, but I could. And, like, the Miller thing, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Benning, though, fucking sucks. Hate him. Man. Like, the big 2020 offseason, we just came off the bubble, right? Went to the second round, came with one game of the conference finals. We were in a cap. Hell, let's say. Because of our shit contracts we had, we're giving to Louie, to Roussel, to Beagle, to Tyler Myers, Brendan Sutter even. And we had Toffoli, who he's picked up as a rental, who played 20 games for us. We had Markstrom, our starting goalie, who, yes, I am, like, it sucks we lost him because he's a great goalie, obviously. But we have Demko now. Demko is really good. Demko is arguably as good as Markstrom. It's really close. So it doesn't really hurt me to lose him. And especially the contract he gave. I think he takes him to like age 37, age 38 year. At $6 million a year. I don't trust that. That's a little sketchy to me. And Tanev. Really good like piece of our core that we have had for how many years? When did Tanev get there? 2011, I believe it was. Yeah, he was there for the finals. I remember that. So you had him for not like nine, ten seasons. And... It really hurt to lose him. It did because he's a good. He was a decent fit for Quinn Hughes. He was analytics wouldn't back it up, but maybe if threw him with Hughes now, it'd be a really good fit, I would think. So maybe if he hadn't gotten yourself into the cap strangle that you, in the first place, Benning, you could have had maybe two of them back. My prefer- preference would have been Toffoli and Tanev, but no. You ran. You quote unquote ran out of time to move money out. We could have had two of those three guys back. And don't forget, we lost Troy Stetcher that year, too. We chose Tyler, We chose Jake Vertanen, the rapist, who is, like, going to jail pretty much now, I would assume, over Tyler Toffoli. We chose that. And we didn't bring back Tanev. We didn't bring back Stetcher. Instead, we ended up with Travis Hamanick, who may or may not be vaccinated. We do not know for... I, I, I don't know. Because it seems like whenever they go to the States, he's just never there. 
So, Toffoli already torches us as it is. Whenever he comes to Vancouver, he just he scores like two goals a game. I swear. Markstrom tends to shut us out most of the times he's played us since he's gone to Calgary. And honestly, Tanev, I just wouldn't. I it wouldn't surprise me if he just turns into a Norris level defenseman every time we play him. It really would not surprise me, just for whatever reason. And I really wanted to go to this game Thursday against the Flames. I probably am not. I don't think I have, like, a group to go with. Um, But it would be such a—I just have such a weird feeling that this game is going to be, like, a 3 nothing Flames shutout. Uh, Toffoli's going to score a hat-trick. Markstrom's going to post another shutout. And, I don't know, Tanev's going to— just shut us out on D, I guess. I don't know. So, fuck you, Jim Benning. Fuck you. You've, like, ruined my life for the past, when you get here, 2014, six, seven years, almost eight. You've ruined my life. So, I, I, yeah. NBA All-Star Weekend now. Actually, if I give it a trade grade for that, I'll go Flames B+. Plus. We'll go Habs. B. No, I'll go B plus for both. I think it, I think it's a win win for both. I think it was the right move for both teams. So B plus each. Um, All Star weekend. I'll go through each All Star event and the two games games I guess that are being played. Even though the Rising Stars has four, three games because of the new format and the All Star game just has the one. Uh, so I'll go who's competing, whatnot. Who, who I think is going to win. So, Rising Stars game, that already happened. I don't actually know who won the final result. Doesn't really matter. It didn't look that entertaining anyways. I had Team Peyton walking away with it. They lost by, at the, like, there was a target score of 50, and they lost 50 to 48. They lost on the last play of the game. So, I, I honestly picked them because they had Scotty Barnes on it, but... I did think they had the best team. They had Lamelo. They had Chris Ball. Or, they had Lamelo Ball. Sorry, Scotty. Uh, Chris Duarte was on the team, but he was replaced by I believe was Kaminga. And then uh, who's that? Ayo Ayo Desume, I think his name is the Bulls rookie point guard. You could really tell like it was a really nice mix of defense players along with like scoring. And it really embodied what Gary Gary Payton was as a player. And you could really see him focusing on the defensive side of the ball when he was drafting his team. Um, It's going to be interesting to see, or I guess it's not interesting to see anymore, seeing as the games have already been played. But it didn't look like they were going all out trying, which I don't expect him to. It's an all-star game. But at the end, though, that last bucket, it looked like they were really trying trying to get the win. So I think that was cool. Skill challenge. Also, new format to this event, just like the Rising Stars game was, because there's four teams instead of normal traditional two. This one, instead of being was it six or eight competitors, there is now three teams of nine competitors total. So there's team rookies that's led by Scotty, Cade Cunningham, Josh Giddy. There's team Antetokounmpo's, consisting of Giannis and his two brothers, Thanasis and Alex. Kind of just the tag-alongs, to be honest. And Team Cleveland for the hometown made up, for the, for the hometown team, of course, who's hosting the All-Star Weekend. It's uh, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. 
I don't see how he cannot pick rookies to win this event. I think, like, I think they're just going to compete really hard and want to prove themselves more than anyone else, I feel like, here. Team Cleveland is also young, too, but, like, can Jared Allen really run and pass as well as Team Rookies? I don't see it. Mobley, Mobley, I think, could run as and maybe pass a little bit as well, but, like, still kind of sketchy. Garland should be fine. Ansys Kumpos, I don't know. Yon, like, Giannis can, I guess. Thanasis and Alex, that's kind of not what their strong suit is. It's interesting, though, because I'm pretty sure there's, like, a half-quarter shot need to be made in the finals to win. So... Really could just be anyone's game, but I'm going to go with rookies. Uh, onto the three-point contest. It is fielded by Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Petty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, and Trey Young. If you think I'm picking anybody other than Fred, you're crazy. Like, I can't not choose my favorite player in this event. <laughs> uh, Trey's going to be really scary in this event, though, because of that Mountain Dew, like, deep spot or whatever it is and if he hits those which he does have the ability to probably the best out of anybody in this tournament or in this tournament uh, event uh levine could be on a mission to win this event i could see because he already has a three he already has the dunk contest trophy twice and if he wants to go for the three-point contest trophy why not get the, honestly and then to make go for the triple crown with the skills competition i don't know um Luke Kennard shoots at the best percentage from the field, I think, on, like, not a good sample size, though, because he only shoots, like, six threes a game. Yeah, I'm picking Fred. I don't see any, like, and it's not, like, a bad pick to pick Fred. Like, he's really good off catch and shoot this year, which is what this event, it's not catch and shoot, but, like, it's pick up the ball and shoot. That's basically catch and shoot as well. It's not like he's dribbling and doing step backs and shit like that. No, it's just like basically catch and shoot. So his numbers are really good when it comes to that. So I don't see any reason why I shouldn't pick Fred to win this. I really, I honestly might place a bet on it because I don't think he's the favorite. I honestly think he's like middle of the pack for odds, which is kind of surprising. So we'll see. On to the dunk contest now. And... This event just really, really pains me because this could be such a good event. Like, the Home Run Derby level. Because Home Run Derby is probably the best all-star event in sports. It's it's really good. It's really fun to watch the Home Run Derby. And this could be that if they wanted to. But nobody wants to do it. So the NBA needs to really start paying guys, I think, to come do this. Or, like, give a cash reward or something to make it more enticing. Although, no, nah, pay them to come play it because if even if you have the cash reward, these guys are millionaires. They're not gonna, they're not gonna take it. Um, so Jalen Green, Juan Descano, Anderson, Obi Toppin, and Cole Anthony are your competitors this year. I I don't like Juan Toscano Anderson in this event. Like, sure, he's got some hops, but he has like one highlight dunk. Obi Toppin, he was in it last year. Yeah, fine, I'm fine with it. He's got some bounce. He's got some cool highlights from college. Jalen Green. Very athletic. Fine with it for the most part. Cole Anthony, kind of a weird one. He's got sneaky bounce, I guess, but, like, it's just such an underwhelming group. It's been that way for the past, like, however many years. I think Green and Obi are going to be really fun. And, but 
like, and I do, I understand Green and Obi Toppin as your choices, but Cole Anthony and Juan Toscano Anderson, you could have got two much better players than that, I believe. I'm going to pick Green to win this event. I will. But just imagine if they paid players. If they paid players and the Stars actually wanted to compete, imagine this is my dream dunk contest would be Ja Morant, Zion Williamson, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Anthony Edwards. That would be the most insane dunk contest lineup of all time. You could have even thrown Levine in there. I don't think he wants to come back and do it anymore, though. So, just imagine that lineup, though. It would be so fun to watch. 2020 was... 2016, Levine, Gordon, best of all time. It was insane. 2020 was good, too, but it got ruined, ruined by poor judging, and Gordon should have won. Yeah, I'm looking at you, D-Wade. Fuck you. Miami bias. Other than that, though, have there really been that many memorable dunk contests that come to mind? Not really. Not that I can think of. I think personal has to be changed. It they like they must do it, and the I really hope the NBA realizes that because they need to fix it. And that's all I got. I think that's gonna wrap up this episode. Uh, any events coming up this week? I don't know. Maybe I'll end off with a story. Oh, no, I forgot. Super Bowl. Back to that quickly. I went 0 for 6 in betting. 0 for 6. I lost $100. I had Bengals money line. Failed. I had Aaron Donald to win the MVP of the Super Bowl just in case the Bengals money line lost. I mean, it's still possible, but, like, lost. I had the 48 and a half points. I took the over on that. Lost. I took their Gatorade color to be red or slash pink. Lost. I took Cooper Cup to have 10 receptions in that game. Lost. And finally, I had OBJ and Joe Mixon score a touchdown in that game. Which did happen. OBJ scored one before he tore his, blew his ACL. And Mixon actually threw for one, which is crazy because he's running back. But that doesn't count as scoring one. So I lost that one too. 100 bucks down. If Don- even if Donald had one MVP, I get 100 bucks. I-, I just get my money back. So, that hurt. It really did. So, yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode. See you guys in the next episode. Peace.